0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Making the most of now. Young women in Otatahi, Christchurch, New Zealand, talk about living through the earthquakes, the mosque shootings, and the COVID-19 pandemic. These oral histories were recorded by Louise Tapper and Rosemary DePleese. Thanks to the Christchurch branch of the National Council of Women, the Collaborative Trust, and UC Quake Studies.
1: Today's story is from Cheryl. Cheryl is 26, and she works as a hairdresser. Just to start, can you just tell me um, a a bit about your life at the moment?
0: Oh, um... Bit chaotic, <laughs> a lot going on, but definitely doing a lot to work on myself, mental health-wise as well. So just taking a step back from everything and just trying to sort myself, find out who I am, go back to like that happy place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Are you working at the
0: moment? Yes, I love my job. Yeah, I'd rather be at work than anywhere else, to be honest. I <laughs> don't know if that's sad or what, <laughs> but yeah.
1: And what is your work?
0: A hairdresser. Yeah. How long have
1: you been doing hairdressing?
0: About eight years now. Yeah. So a wee while. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: can we just um, go over a bit of Christchurch-related history? Um, because things have sort of been a bit tricky in Christchurch. Yeah. What do you remember most about the time of the Canterbury earthquakes?
0: Um, oh, everything. <laughs> um, just not knowing kind of what's even going on, I guess. Um, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> Can you remember where you were for the perhaps the main earthquake? So the first one that we had, I was at... Um, my mum was engaged to this guy at the time, so we were there and we're actually getting ready to go get my sister from the airport so she was just coming back home and then we ended up having to go to Timaru Airport to actually be able to get her um, and then the next big one I was actually out in Ashley so just past Rangura, riding the horses and things literally just got off the horse and it happened so that was a bit yeah scary and then trying to get into town because that's where all the family and stuff live but yeah, we used to take um, water because we live out in the farm so we had like a big water tank so we'd fill up things with water and drop them off to people that needed it or just ask if anyone needed water on the way Mm. things like that had the full drive so just offered a hand to anyone that really needed it
1: what was happening in your life at the moment at that time when the earthquakes where were you
0: so it was probably about like 17 i just um finished a community college course, so I was doing harness racing with the horses, doing a bit of like polo and kind of everything in the horse industry, yeah, mm. trying to upskill in that And area. where were you living? Um, Ashley, yeah, so mm. on the farm with my dad and my stepmom. yeah. Mm. Okay, mm.
1: And, and do you think, what impact do you think the Quakes had on you and your family?
0: um my mum's a bit skitterish so when there's a quake and my sister as well um she didn't do very well in that she was working at the warehouse at the time and she kind of had to take on the lead of making sure people got out of the um, place and she's such a little girl that it's quite a big responsibility for her but she did okay she gets a little bit nervous has anxiety um she was here alone for the must have been or one of the big ones she was here alone with her dog and that's like all the neighborhood were checking on each other but they didn't come see her mm. so I think she got a bit of anxiety from that and yeah but mum's not too bad
1: and what about you did you feel okay
0: I'm okay with it like it's still that scariness and like oh you don't know if it's gonna be a big one or what and you kind of just sit and you wait for it and then mm. I guess it becomes a joke you just guess how big it was now don't you, it's kind of normal. Mm -hmm. But um, I was fine, got Mm -hmm. through it, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: And and what do you remember about the time of the
0: mosque shootings? I was at work and that was kind of scary I have to say. Um, We had quite a few clients so we ended up having to lock the doors, we didn't actually get what was going on. Like I remember having a break and just saying to a couple of the girls, oh there's been like a shooting, you know, what the hell? And then it came out that it was actually a massive shooting and then the video came out and it just so happened to come off on my news feed and I clicked into it not knowing what I was going to be seeing and quickly got out but one client that was there was I don't know how wrong it is but she was watching the whole thing yeah so she was outside just watching it all and she'd just say stuff and it just kind of got just made you feel sick and then Um, I actually know a couple people who were affected by that as well, like my friends and old work colleagues that um, their dads were shot in that and yeah so that kind of hit quite close to home and then just remember like locking up the whole salon, turning all the lights off and you're just kind of sitting there not knowing what to do, listening to news, people saying oh he's in like Papua New and because that's kind of close to, gets the fear and stuff, and then all the clients were panicking, so we're trying to calm them down, but being a bit panicked yourself. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. What, what effect did these, the shootings have on you, sort of, ongoing? Did it continue after, after that um, actual day?
0: Personally, I don't think it affected me like it did other people, but definitely um, a lot of anger, just, I just don't understand people like that, like take the bastard home, <laughs> send him home, we don't need him here anymore, but yeah I don't feel like I was affected terribly from it, but I do feel a lot of sadness going down that street and just seeing all the um, flowers and everything like that and seeing my friends post about their dad and how they're kind of dealing with it all, like yeah. sad but not quite as affected as other people have been
1: and did you find um you know after that day that had happened um how did you feel going home that day was it did you come home to your your mum or
0: yeah so I came home to my mum and my sister and I think because we knew they had been caught you didn't feel as bad but they were um saying that there were other people involved in it. So I guess you kind of have that fear mm. of it could happen again and just, mm. yeah, just kind of not knowing. I just wanted to get home. I drove quick. Mm. <laughs> I drove mm. really quick. Mm. But, yeah.
1: If we can sort of focus on that lockdown period, if we look at you know, the pandemic now, yeah. and, and the lockdown period um, sort of March to April of this year and its impact on your life, Yep. Can you tell me what it was like for you during that first lockdown period?
0: I hated it. I hated lockdown. Um, I mean I love work and work's really good for me and especially my mental health. Um, so being a, like not being able to work was a struggle and trying to keep myself busy. But um, I had a horrible time. About a week into it I got dumped for like no reason by a guy and honestly I thought like I, we were doing okay and you know you fall madly in love with someone and then you just kind of ripped out so I struggled a lot with that. Um, I went through a point where I did try to kill myself like I just didn't quite know how to deal and then being locked up you can't be with your friends and they're busy with their like my friends have kids so they're always quite busy and so you don't really want to be I felt like a burden, so I don't want to, like, burden them with my crap and, it, you know, they get their family time and stuff like that. So it was quite hard. I f- felt really alone, and then my mum and my sister were working, so it's like, you don't want to bother them, but you're just so low that it was quite hard. At the time, it's hard to see that light at the end of the tunnel, but, um, yeah, I hated it. I drunk a lot. <laughs> I don't know if that was just everyone, though, but, um yeah there's a lot of drinking, just to get through the days. I tried to do um housework around the house just to keep my mind busy, but I think when something like that happens it always pops back. I just tried not to deal with it, just tried to let it go, and yeah, get on with it. <laughs> so lockdown was not for me, and I have anxiety thinking about it could possibly happen again. <laughs> yeah, I do not want to go through it. Had you had troubles with mental health before? Yeah, so I've been struggling with um, depression and anxiety for probably a good, like, almost 10 years. Like, I've had it for a while, but it's still something that, like, even when you have it, you still don't kind of understand. Like, some days you're just off and there's no reason, but Mm -hmm. everyone, you know, kind of looks for reasoning for this, and there's just not. Sometimes you're just not okay, but that's okay, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm. So it's something I'm always battling with That's kind of always there But it's just, you know, changing your way of thinking Which is actually kind of hard sometimes But yeah, you just find things you love And try and focus on that as much as possible mm. Yeah
1: And you say your work's been fantastic And you yeah helped you So hence yeah. the lockdown I can understand Would have been so hard
0: Yeah, like your um, boss She checked up every day always make sure everyone was okay. Um, we did Wednesday Zoom meetings, so we normally have a um, meeting on Wednesdays anyway at nine o'clock, so we just kind of continued doing that to keep some sort of normality. Um, we did like our barbicide certificate as well, so that's making sure we know how to disinfect and clean and keep everyone and ourselves safe while working, so that was quite good. Um, we tried to make hair videos to post, I tried and there was no way I was posting it, it was terrible, it's definitely not my thing. Um, And then there were some hairdressers in Australia that started a hairdressing page and they were teaching you new techniques and stuff while they were in lockdown too. So, you know, after finding those, it was quite good, like that kept you quite busy still, Mm. yeah. Mm. (laughs) So the first week of
1: lockdown you were still in your relationship. Yes. So that was okay.
0: Can you remember? I still struggled, Um, like not having work because when I was with him, he was still doing some work, like his work didn't really stop and same with my mum and sister, so I'm just kind of sitting there like I can't, there's not really much you can do as a hairdresser in lockdown, let's be honest, I mean trim some hedges but you know, it's not the same. Um, So it was hard from the get-go and then him, leaving like he did did not help at all just made everything worse was he living here with you or so we were like his second bubble so he's got his own house and he was at his and he'd just come over and stay some nights so it was like we had that bubble and I talked to mum about it and she was quite happy for that as well and yeah and you say it was a shock to you well everything was fine so we were doing really well, we were talking and all of this, and then um, four o'clock in the morning, because he was ignoring me or something, and then um, went to bed and stuff, and I woke up to a message about four o'clock, and he's like, oh, we're ending this, like, we can't do it. And I was like, okay, well, can I come see you so we can end it like proper people, you know, not like a immature 15-year-old. And I went over there and he just like goes, I love you, gave me a kiss and a hug and he's like, but it's over. So I was in tears begging him, I begged this man to stay and um, now he went back to his ex for the kids. Yeah, but he is in my life now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But it was an awful time for you. Very, very hard time, yeah. I struggled a lot, and I still struggle to this day. It's probably only been the past couple of weeks that I've um, kind of looked at myself and I'm like, it's not who I am. Like I just wanna be happy again and be who I was. So I'm definitely trying to let things go, relax a bit more, I'm very much an overthinker, which doesn't help. And yeah, just go back to my happy place, focus on me for once too busy trying to help other people or make them feel better that I just don't care about myself Mm. like I actually just do not care Mm. Yeah.
1: And did it just seem a very long time,
0: lockdown, that four weeks? For like four years It's like prison So I tried to get out and walk as much as possible Um, I had a walking buddy as well so he was, I've known him for God a de- over 10 years. So um, we'd just kind of meet up, keep our distance and things, and we'd do our walking, we'd have some talks and stuff like that, which actually really started to help. Um, we used to take the dog for a walk, and then the dog got attacked on the walk. Honestly, anything bad that could happen seemed to happen to us. So we took him around the little block just for a bit of a walk, bit of a get out there. And um, the one time I didn't go, my mum and sister went, and I heard this, like, dogs fighting. And you, you can just kind of tell when it's your own animal, you just know. And I thought, oh my god, that's Tanner. And so I kind of sat there a bit with my window open, and then I could hear mum and my sister screaming and Tanner crying. So I went to run out, and I just see my sister running, and she's like, help, help, help. And she got the dog inside, and she's like, oh, mum's hurt, so I had to go see mum mum tried to break it up and she just tripped and yeah so we had to take the dog to the vet 500 bucks later got his throat ripped open a bit yeah <laughs> so we don't take him out for the walks now because he's an old dog too so the poor the poor guy yeah was not was not good and then the neighbours don't talk to us anymore oh well was there anything you liked about being locked down In that first period Um, at all? Napping. I did like napping. (laughs) Then I would just have a nap. Um, I enjoyed the sun. Um, I mean, it wasn't actually all that bad. So I suffer from psoriasis. And usually it is, it's bad. Like I'm covered. And actually through lockdown, it all disappeared. So I have like a couple little patches, but nothing to what I had. So... My skin got way better, um, personally, that gives me so much more confidence, like, I'd always hide away, I wouldn't go swimming, you know, I was always in pants, even if it was, like, hot, I'd just sweat it out in pants, because it's better than having to be looked at funny. So, I mean, that was amazing, and that actually boosted the confidence a hell of a lot, and it might seem little for some people, but it was huge for me, Mm. so that was awesome. So, I like that, Um, Kind of got to know my mum a little bit more and my sister, like me and my sister are pretty close and stuff but just been able to um, Spend some more quality time with her. Mm -hmm. We had drinks. She doesn't drink. Got her drunk a couple times. So that was great Um, I like I moved out of home when I was 14 because me and mum didn't get along and um, so it's kind of nice to be able to spend some time with her and actually understand her a bit more so I feel like I'm much closer to my family mm. so I mean it wasn't all bad but it's easier to dwell on the bad stuff than it is the good stuff as well so mm. yeah there was there's was good things yeah when did you move back in with your mum then so I moved back in just oh, probably about over a year ago two years ago mm. so I had a relationship that ended it was a five and a half year one but he was physically abusive and mentally he was a narcissist and um, I moved out and moved in with my friend for a bit and then she ended up moving up north so I decided to come back and move in with mum and mum wanted to look after me and I had this ex still stalking me like I had my car on the road at one point at my friend's house and he smashed it up stole my stereo and things. I'd go out and he'd chase me down in his car like I just couldn't get away from him so I had a trespass order, protection order and a harassment order but the yeah crazy I find them all I find the good ones (laughs) when he was good he was good but it's just there was too much bad and he was just mentally messing with me so I just had enough and he just couldn't handle that I stuck up for myself once in my life took the power away from him, had to move out of our flat and he had punched holes in it and I was left to clean up all the mess. I had to give up my dogs which were like my children, Mm. I still miss them. Mm. Um, But yeah, hard but it was probably the best move of my life, I'd still be trapped in there otherwise. Very brave because you're still pretty young. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Oh, brave. Yeah, I feel like I could write a book, said to mum, I'll make a movie out of my life, be pretty action-packed. She wouldn't say it, she said, but I think it could do well, could be a blockbuster hit, you
1: know. Where <laughs> did you go at 14, if you left home at
0: 14? I went to my dad's, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. and that's when I, um, well it must have been like 15 actually, when mm-hmm. I left. Um, and that's when I enrolled in the community college, which was out in Rangura, so it was mm-hmm. closer um, and I did, yeah, my horse course focused mm. on harness racing, things like that um, but me and my dad don't really get along too much because we're way too similar we're very, very stubborn but um, at his I kind of had a bit more freedom like he got me driving and my license and things so I was able to get away which yeah. helped immensely but um, I enjoyed it, I love the farm life like mm. on a bad day you just sit out there with the animals and you're fine, give it 10 minutes, you'll be right mm. So I do miss that stuff. But you obviously love animals. I do, mm. yeah. Kind of than some humans, so. Mm.
1: What about when things actually start to get better, you know, sorry, start to change for you in, in lockdown? Was it sort of the move to level three or was it?
0: Yes. So um, when I was moving to level three, I think that we all came into work and we had a massive meeting, obviously, all separated out but um, we just had a huge meeting about how things are going, just seeing everyone's faces properly and just, you know, preparing on what we're going to do if we go into level two or if we go back to four. My best friend of about almost eight years now, um, she opened her bubble to me. So that honestly helped so much. A few drinking nights, you know, a few cries and things like that. But um, I, love, I love her so much. So she helped me out heaps. And, yeah, it's just good to see everyone, just that feeling of, like, people being there again and actually being able to see you and, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of when it started changing. And then things started getting better again as it went down the levels? And yeah, I just kept busy. Like, we were so busy and clients were happy to see me and things, which I loved the most. So being able to talk with them and see how they went and how they were coping, you know, just hearing them not having to like talk about you or dwell on you it was just exciting to hear everyone else and see what they were doing and Mm -hmm. what their neighborhood was doing as well was quite cool Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: so it sounds like being back at work really was um you know real positive for you
0: oh yeah yeah Yeah, i was stoked i was so excited i was there at like eight o'clock some mornings cleaning getting all the disinfectants ready like i just wanted to be there i didn't care I could have stayed the night there it would have been fine yeah (laughs) so I was first there last to leave which was good Yeah.
1: yeah um were there things that perhaps didn't get better that sort of still
0: kept with you I think I pushed myself aside so um like things made me happy but I just never really kind of dealt with everything in lockdown and stuff like that so I just kind of I tend to suppress stuff like I think I'm okay and I've just really kind of buried it in this shallow little grave and I'm like you'll be be fine you can stay there Mm. so I don't yeah I don't like to deal with things I kind of just sweep it over and yeah yeah, so that's where it's kind of still affected me now and I'm starting to deal with it actually bring it up Mm. move past it and change because I don't like how it's made me feel and I don't like how it's kind of made me act sometimes as well mm. so my behaviours like in arguments or something might not be the greatest and I go kind of childish and I'm mm. like no that's not me I don't like that so take a step back deal with why and move on mm. so yeah it's kind of made me face a lot of things mm. so I don't know if that's good or bad but mm. yeah getting there Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a bit to cope with this um, this pandemic. So, I mean, obviously it has had an impact on you, a huge impact on you. The yeah. pandemic, hasn't it? But yeah, just wondering. Um, you know, I mean, it's definitely affected your well being. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, what about your sort of your thoughts about life in general? Has it impacted your um, you know, your life or the way you live your life?
0: Yeah. So. Not for the bad, though. It's more for the good. Like, I I mean, after trying to kill myself, I'm like, I actually want to live. Like, I want to have a life. I want to have a good life. I, there's so many things I want to do. I've got goals now. And so I think it's kind of helped me to become a better person as much as I hated the whole mm-hmm. lockdown. It's helped. It was kind of like a step back and, I don't know, just re-look you at your life and mm. what needs to change so as much as it was bad and really messed me up i think it was kind of something that i needed mm. not quite in that way but i mean you take it as it kind of comes mm. <laughs> but yeah um
1: did you know that the obviously the event that really affected you was your breakup of your relationship yeah and then the resulting um yeah. you know stresses that came from that. Did you, you know, how, how did
0: you manage to get help for that or support for that um, event? So I didn't really get much. It was just, like, talking to friends and family because when this all happened and he went back to his ex, I actually got, like, calls from her and text messages from her and her friends. I had, like... um Someone put, like, death threats in my letterbox and stuff like that. Childish, these people are, like, 30 years old and I felt like I was in high school again or something. So that was quite hard. So I learned to just, like, turn my phone off, ignore it, block people. Like, you don't have to have your say and you don't have to tell people what's going on. Like, they kind of want to be like that, that's on their own. And, I mean, it was hard, but, I don't know, you just kind of deal with it. Did you get support from some of the services or did you just manage to work it out yourself? I just worked it out myself mm. and then going into level three and opening up the bubble and seeing my best friend like that helped mm. just being around someone who gets me who knows everything that's gone on like it helped immensely and I just had the right people around me the right energies so mm. that's kind of all the support I think I needed at the time mm. yeah
1: So you felt you didn't need to reach out to some of the services or anything or have
0: you in the past? I have in the past and they try and give me coping mechanisms but I already know all that stuff so they kind of make me feel and what they say is like oh we can't really help you right now then like you're dealing with it how we would tell you to so you're kind of on the right path and they leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently went to a therapy session And I just got told to eat well, drink water, sleep, exercise, and it would be amazing how it changes your mind. And it's like, I get that, but I actually need help. Like, I just feel like some people don't want to help. It's, yeah, it's not the help I need. (laughs) I drink water, you know, like, I try and do all that stuff, but sometimes you just need a little bit more. Like, it's the brain and how you think, and those things aren't going to help that. So I just dealt with it myself, yeah.
1: Yeah. So more help, she's more help to you than? Oh
0: God, yeah, yeah. And then I'm trying to help her out as well. So it goes in waves, like we both been in each other's life for a while. We know how we think, we know that what we can say to cross the line sometimes and we can pull each other back. We can be like, hey, what the hell are you doing? Stop, like just tell how it is. And then we're still best friends, like, nothing Mm. changes, but, yeah. Mm. So I think she helps more than anything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And probably more than family members, because, I mean, family's good, isn't it? But I guess...
0: They don't know everything, you know, like, um, I don't want the judgment from them, which I know they wouldn't, but personally, I just don't want to have to tell them some stuff. I just feel like it's a bit easier if they didn't know. Not bad, but... She knows everything. She knows absolutely everything. There is no secrets of that girl, and even if I tried, she would know straight away. She knows. So it's nice to be open and have everything out there. She does not change how she sees me or how she talks to me. Like I'm just the same person I always have been. And she, yeah, and I love that the most. Like that's the most support you could ever have as a friend like that. So I thank thank her so much. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah (laughs) I love her I said oh if one of us was a male I said I'd date you we'd be a couple we'd be the best couple
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, and it's um just wondering how sort of you're thinking about you know your your thoughts or plans for the future whether sort of this whole you know COVID crisis and everything has impacted on on what your thoughts and
0: how yeah. are you thinking
1: you were going to go ahead in life, has that changed things for you?
0: Yeah, a bit. So, me and mum usually go away every year. We go overseas somewhere. So, we were going to go to Bali and obviously couldn't do that. So, we brought Bali to us, you know, had our wines and things, sat outside. But, um, like, we always do a little trip. That's what we do. It's our thing. It's how me and my mum kind of connect. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, no travelling. It's a bit sad. But then it's also like, oh, save up the money. I eventually want to get a house. You know, I want to do all those kind of things. So it's kind of made me be able to sit down and plan and realize what I do want to do and what I want from my life. So it's kind of been a blessing in a way. I mean, it's still COVID, so I can't say too much on that. But um, yeah, like I, I want to live. I want to have a house, I want to have a family. I want to be happy. I want to... Um, learn more about my job like you can always do so much more in hairdressing and I want to excel in that and I want to be the best me I can be and I just want to do life Mm. I just want to have fun you know you only live once so I just want to make the most of it now Mm. so definitely change my thinking for the better yeah Yeah.
1: so it sort of made you think that um you know these things happen you don't expect them to happen so you really need to get on with things yeah
0: I find things happen for a reason, you might not understand it, Um, just go with it, Mm. I guess. If you can't change it, you can change how you think about it, Mm. (laughs) that's your Mm. mindfulness. Mm. So yeah, if you can change it, what can you change? If you can't, then you can change your attitude to how you deal with it, and that can change the whole entire problem or situation, Mm. so it's definitely, yeah thought about it a lot more
1: (laughs) and do you think about COVID and you know what might happen with it and
0: yeah there's a bit of worry that we go back into lockdown like I mean the North Island did but they've got all the escapees that can't do as they're told so I mean (laughs) yeah um, it's going to be around for a while like it's a mad pandemic so it's not as easy as what we thought but Mm. I mean, they survived it. How many years ago, right? A pandemic. So we can do it again. You just gotta be smart and do as you're told, really. So, okay. so you feel yeah. you can
1: cope with the ongoing pandemic? You're feeling yeah. in a better place yeah. to cope with it?
0: Yeah, I think I'll be better prepared. Yeah. Said okay. to Ash, pull the couch up and come into yours if it happens again.
1: <laughs> so, um, are you feeling better, you know, in terms of your well-being at the yeah. moment? Yes. I'm 100% a different
0: person Mm.
1: yeah yeah and I'm happy for that yeah Um, (laughs) so so that it sounds like the pandemic has you know impacted on your thoughts in in a positive way really in a negative way has there been a negative impact from it apart from that lockdown period which was pretty ghastly but
0: I think the whole impact, not negatively, it has been more positive, but it's mm-hmm. just that negative things happened at that time. Okay. So it's easy to be like, oh yeah, COVID, negative, all this stuff, and actually it was just, there's things that were probably going to happen, mm-hmm. but they just had the shittiest of timing, is all. So yeah, I don't think it was negative, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was more positive because I had to be with myself so I kind of learned more about myself as well along the way um, and just dealing with things so I think it's made me a better person although I don't really want to admit that mm. but yeah it's definitely made me a better person it's made me slow down a bit enjoy life you know mm. smell the flowers and just yeah kind of brought me back to reality I guess mm. yeah mm. and just look after myself more I don't care about myself a lot apparently so it's, yeah, nice to be able to actually take me time and do me mm. for once in my life.
1: Mm. Yeah. And what about, um, to, you've, you've talked about who's helped you. Um, yeah. How do you think, you know, this is a bit of a you know, big picture thing. Yeah. What do you think could be done to help make things better for young women in Christchurch at this time?
0: Ooh. Um,
1: you know, they, if you think of other young women... Um, are there things that could be done to sort of make things better going forward or now or such a hard question to answer Um,
0: I mean I feel like there's a lot of stigma around the whole mental health um, and it's not even for just like females it's just in general it's a stigma and I guess some people are kind of embarrassed or like I don't want it to be me and it's like I mean, we've located as much as possible, but it's just trying to get people to reach out a little bit more. Mm. Personally, I don't quite know how to answer that question, mm. um, but I guess it's just knowing that there's people out there, and you know, if you want the help, then you kind of actually have to make that first mm. step. Um, I'd say groups and stuff, being able to talk with people, and I know there are some out there. Um, there's podcasts and things too, which are amazing. Um, yeah I I don't really know how to answer it because there is those things there the tools to help but it's a lot of the time it's us taking that step to get the help so it's more being scared about it when you don't need to. Do you
1: think something like this pandemic has made people think a bit more about how you know about reaching out or about
0: I think there's very mixed in that. Some people the pandemic has not not helped at all. It's isolated them more and definitely not helped. And then there's other people like me that have found it quite good and kind mm. of looked at themselves and stuff, so it's mm. it's getting kind of hard to answer that one. Mm. It's very yeah, one way or the other I mm. guess. Mm. Yeah. <coughs>
1: So for the young women that you know, you know some of your friends, or that yeah. or there's the a mixed bag. Some people would um, yeah. would say that it's it's had an impact on them, and others might not. Yeah, or.
0: like I know ones with kids, and it's like they couldn't like they love their kids and stuff, but it's like having that space and that me time they just don't get that, and they've been a bit more consumed with their partner and their kids and left them behind. Mm. So it's trying to have yeah that time for them as well um and then yeah like my friend up north she's gone through it twice and that just was not Mm -hmm. not good for her mentally um her partner still worked sometimes so she found it quite hard Mm -hmm. at that point too so yeah like it's just different situations though isn't it Mm -hmm. yeah
1: well, thank you. You've had a lot to get over, haven't you?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's just COVID. <laughs> I know, yeah, but you, you
1: know, you're fought on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta got to try. Like yeah. I said, I want a happy life now, Yeah. so yeah. here I am. <laughs> and, and things are better in your relationship now. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. yeah. seems weird saying that I'm back with that guy, but um, things are definitely different. Like he got counselling... He realised he only did it for the kids, so you can't force something for children, you know, sometimes it's better off. Um, Yeah, he just had time to reflect, so obviously it was kind of good for him, well I'd hope so. But just taking it one step at a time, like I'm not as defined by that relationship as I let myself become last time. I just relax, I go with the flow, if someone wants to be with me, they will, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, like, yeah. Oh, yep. well, good luck <laughs> Thank you. thanks
1: so much listen to more stories from making the most of now on planes fm 96.9 tuesdays and thursdays at 5 p.m and get the podcast at planesfm.org.nz
0: spotify and apple podcasts